0: Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God the Father, from the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Word of God, which we will consider today, is recorded in Luke's Gospel, chapter 19. There we read verses 1 through 10 in Jesus' name. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now, behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector and he was rich, and he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and came down and received them joyfully. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying, He has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor, and if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he also is the son of Abraham, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. These are the words, Heavenly Father, sanctify us by the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. In Jesus' name, dear fellow, redeemed. Nowadays, we have so many different technological and electronic devices which are able to inform us and to entertain us, and yet I still think it's hard to beat standing near someone who's telling me a good story. We like stories. We like to hear and tell Stories about sports, about hunting and fishing, scary stories, romantic stories, war stories, crime stories. When I was a little kid, I especially liked to hear and tell scary stories. But I had a strict rule about that. Never after four in the afternoon. <laughs> if someone told me a scary Story after supper, it was all over. That night, I would need the hall light left on and my bedroom door left open, and the family dog sleeping at the end of the bed. So, imagine how scared Zacchaeus, the tax collector, must have been. And I don't mean necessarily that he was afraid of heights as he swayed atop the tree he had climbed, but something. Drove that grown man to abandon any sense of self-respect and to climb up a tree like a little child in the full presence of his peers. But being short in stature, he had to climb the tree because he had to see and be seen by Jesus who was drawing near. Why? Because he was so scared. Luke tells us at that time in, uh, that he was a chief tax collector and he was rich. In that time and place, it was understood that a tax collector, in order to be sure to bring in as much as he could, got to keep a portion of it for himself. And in that system, Zacchaeus was at the top of the food chain he was a chief tax collector so there were others under him and we presume he got to keep a portion of what they brought in and so Zacchaeus got to be a wealthy man but this meant that he didn't have many friends people resented, as they do today too i'm sure having to give their tax dollars, but then also to have those dollars line some man's pocket. And even worse, Zacchaeus was doing this, collecting taxes on behalf of the hated occupying Roman government. He must have been a lonely man, and he must have had an active conscience. His conscience must have told them that he was not living his life as he should. his conscience scared him and burdened him with the harsh realization that he was taking money for himself that rightly belonged to someone else well all of us have a conscience and sometimes our conscience as it's working frightens us that's really god's own law doing its work reminding us of our sins warning us of the just punishment that our sins deserve. It's that kind of a conscience which might might drive a person to join a convent or a monastery, or even to jump into a cult, to sell off their belongings and go deep into the woods somewhere. The problem is, though, wherever we might end up, our conscience has come along. And it's still scaring us. The general theme for our chapel services this week is stories that reveal God's grace. You know what makes any story captivating and interesting for us to listen to is when we might recognize ourselves in it. Or when we can apply the story's message to ourselves and to our own lives. And so it is possible that each one of us has felt like Zacchaeus felt, afraid, guilty, lonely. And this loneliness isn't just some social isolation. More than that, the prophet warned, your sins have separated you from God, so he will not hear. Like Zacchaeus, you and I might recall how at some point we mistreated someone else, Or that maybe we even somehow prospered ourselves at someone else's expense. And that's apparently what Zacchaeus had done. And the knowledge of what he had done frightened him. But his fear and his desire now to do the right thing are not really the key part to this story of Zacchaeus. Rather, God's grace is the key part. By God's grace, we mean that attitude in God's heart which moves him to love us and to give us what we haven't earned or deserved or merited for ourselves. It's by God's grace that he gave us his son to be our savior. It's by God's grace that we can hear this good news of an amazing verdict pronounced over our lives, not guilty. For Jesus' sake, who lived the holy sinless life, demanded of us, and who died innocently in our place, and who rose again from the dead for us, God, out of his love, now for Jesus' sake, declares us not guilty, justified. St. John marveled at this. He says, there's no fear in love. But perfect love drives out fear. How is that shown to us in the story that Luke is recounting here in our text? He says, when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your place today. What if you had injured someone? Or what if you were caught in the act of trying to steal something from someone, or of slandering someone, or betraying someone. You might naturally keep your distance from that person. You would probably keep on high alert, waiting for the moment that they get even with you somehow. The last thing you would expect in that situation is this, that in a friendly kindly manner that offended person would want to be with you and would invite himself to spend time with you. To come next to you not as an enemy but as a friend. We know that that's the very demeanor of our Lord Jesus in this instance because the people who were nearby probably among them the Pharisees picked up on the friendliness of Jesus' conduct towards Zacchaeus and they resented it. It says they were all grumbling because he went to be a guest of a sinful man. And then Luke in this account jumps right to the midst of the party at Zacchaeus' house where We see this formerly frightened, troubled, lonesome man getting up and giving a speech in which he promises to give half of his possessions to the poor and to pay his victims four times what he had taken from them. This was a promise given out of uh, sincere gratitude for Jesus' mercy and his kindness toward him. And then like the ending of the feel-good movie of the year, we see Jesus announcing a summary over this man Zacchaeus' life and over your life and mine. He said, today salvation has come to this house because he also is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save that which was lost. These words Jesus speaks are especially consoling and peace-giving when we remember that he is both true man and also true God. And so when you and I worry about and fear our sins and we are afraid of what God's response to us might be, then we find our relief and comfort knowing that as we see Jesus, we see God. God rejoices over finding all those who were lost, who repent and trust in him and his saving grace. Keep hearing these stories about God's grace. Keep hearing them for they're true, and each one is meant for you. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forevermore. Amen.